gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. What happened to Olivia? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I just remember she was the big thing with G Unit, and then all of a sudden that was it. She had her 15 seconds. That was seemed like less than 15 seconds. She had her three and a half minutes. However long this song is. To 50 cent. Just between me Give it to me, baby. Nice and slow. Climb on top, ride like you in a row. Nah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to get that man angry. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> what happened to him? Still around. I saw him. Yeah, where is Mr. Jackson? Mr. Jackson would be nasty way. Uh, gone so downhill after that. Wah, wah. <laughs> and on that note, uh, what a glorious day. It is Sons of Slam Show. It is on and in your ears. Sons of Slam Show on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, how was your weekend? How was your week? How was your life? Life's not bad. Good. Life's not bad. I'm still breathing, so you know. That's that's always good. That's all, all you can ask for. That's, really. <laughs> that's all you can ask for to start off your day. Good. Exactly. Absolutely. There's only two things guaranteed in life. Sunshine and death. <laughs> and on that happy note, show's over. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> not really a eventful week other than one major event uh, that happened this week. And that is... Sasha Banks, not knowing why there's not another evolution. Oh, another thing about Sasha Banks. Um, she had an, a premiere in... She Man. had her premiere in Mandalorian. The Mandalorian this week. Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, we knew Spoiler. that. Spoiler. So, yeah, but today, this week was like, you know, officially... It came out this week. When she came on the silver screen. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Did you watch it? I did. How was it? 
It was pretty good. I have to start watching this season. Uh, I love that. You show. haven't watched the season yet. I, I I love the show. I just haven't started watching the. Oh, uh, all right, got it. The it's actual series, yeah, yeah, slow burn like the last one. Oh, yes, <laughs> that was that was my my main issue. But then when it got into it, it was it was really good. Exactly. Um, yeah, Sasha Banks expressed uh, a desire to have another Evolution pay per view. Uh, she said, "Quote: Evolution is something I absolutely want to happen again." It's just something that I think was so incredible for the women and for the fans, and I don't understand why there hasn't been a second one yet. But it definitely can happen in the future, and whenever it does happen, I think it will be better than the first. I could probably tell you why, unquote. I could probably tell you why it didn't happen yet, and it's two words, uh, Vince McMahon. Saudi Arabia. Oh, sorry. So, Saudi Arabia, uh, low ratings, uh, any any combination of... Suck it! Uh, suck it. Any combination of two <laughs> words that you want to put together. Um uh four words it first one wasn't good um i mean again there's a whole array of combinations of words uh I, I just feel like they could have done better uh i feel like also they can do it again i have no problem with it uh they should have it again i just feel like uh, they can probably prep for it a little better uh bella's speaking of which uh we're talking about a, a return really to wwe yeah Already, God damn. Yeah, yeah. Babies popped out. Let's let's go back to work. Um, well, to be fair, I think uh, I heard recently somewhere that Maurice was five months postpartum after when she got back in the ring. Okay. Which is wild if you think about it. Huh. Maybe. Five month old sitting up in the rafters, and you're, <laughs> and, and and you and your husband are uh, taking on what was then known as, as the it couple. That's right. All right, um, maybe something to get their mind off. I don't know, but yeah, there, there's talk about uh, their return. Um, let's see here. We had talking about uh, before we started here. I, I was mentioning as far as uh, the Seth Rollins storylines and how they are pushing forward very quickly through them uh, due to uh, babies being had, uh, Lynch babies. That sounded wrong. Um, that sounded very, that sounded very wrong. wrong. That's, let me <laughs> let me let me correct that. Becky Lynch babies. <laughs> um, yeah. That was the one time you had to put a first name on that. Lynch babies. Lynch babies that very time. wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> All kinds of wrong down a wrong dirt path. Um, <laughs> he's going to be out expected four to six weeks. Uh, this time coming up here because of Becky Lynch babies, and uh, uh, they are basically. Busting through his storyline, so as reason why uh, Raw had him and uh, Rey Mysterio in their, their final match. Reason why next week or t- not next week tomorrow on Monday Night Raw they're going to have. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, this week on on Friday Night SmackDown they're going to have Murphy versus Rollins, um, and then he's going to be part of, of Survivor Series, and then after that it looks like he is uh, done for a little bit, um, and they're, they're saying he's probably going to be back sometime uh, the first of the year. So take that break. It seems very short <laughs> for a uh, maternity leave, but it's paternity leave technically. Paternity. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I very true. Kind of makes sense. Uh, what What are they giving him? Four to six weeks is going to be out. That's what they they're saying. Expecting four to six weeks. Wow. Dad's they're really get, just cutting it down. Dads get uh, short end of the stick. I mean, I know you grow a baby. Women, I get it. Our phone for whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, my favorite story of the week, uh, Kevin Nash is set to star in the upcoming thriller, 
COVID-19 invasion. Um, <laughs> this will be on the top of his uh, filmography list of, uh, of great uh, projects. Uh, COVID-19 invasion. The description of the upcoming movie contains two sentences, but it seems to get the point across. <laughs> this might be the greatest tagline. Chinese bats invade America. It's up yes, to- stop right there. Yep. Stop. That's it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's it. I'm hooked already. You got me. You take my fucking money. Chinese bats invade America? They Absolutely. invade America. Not that the virus invades America. The Chinese bats have come to America. So, uh, so <clears throat> sorry. Chinese bats invade America. It's up to Navy SEAL Team 6 to stop them. What? What? Here's my money. Here's just all here's all $2 of my money that it's going to cost for me to, to watch this. Um, <laughs> it stars Kevin Nash. He's uh, He's playing Rex. <laughs> um, and it's it's on a three million dollar budget. Poster for the movie features Kevin Nash holding a gun and looking very intense. Uh, the film is currently in post production with no release date mentioned on its IMDb page. He looks very. Uh, the poster looks very uh, Walking Dead, like he looks like uh, Herschel in this with the white beard, white hair, uh, machine gun pointing at the camera. And apparently he's shooting bats. Directed by Michael Lyons. Oh man, if you said Michael Bay, I was about to say directed by Michael Bay. Fucking great movie. (laughs) Directed by Michael Bay. So look out for COVID nineteen invasion coming to a uh, an iPhone near you. Um, AEW is booking uh, their greatest dynamite ever come December third. I'm sorry, uh, December 2nd. And uh, that's going to be John Moxley, the main event, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega um, on a episode of Dynamite. And I immediately thought of you uh, because okay. you were the one that mentioned, and I, 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 I will always give credit where credit is due. You were the one that mentioned as far as maybe a title change on Dynamite? Bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> you was right. I'll give it to you. I will give it to you. Um, Be- there's no way that he can lose, right? I would think not. I would think not, especially with the cleaner persona coming out in full force. Um, so basically, they were uh, looking at ratings and how last year uh, the Meltzer, uh, Meltzer driver, uh, mentioned that uh, their ratings dropped significantly last November, December of 2019. And there was also issues with booking, uh, so then that's when Tony Khan basically took over <laughs> all that, that stuff with the booking. Um, so because of that, they want to give Dynamite a boost going into the final month of the year. And this will hopefully revitalize whatever program they had heading into 2021. Nice. So the reason why, and I mentioned last week as far as the, the gap of time, and, and they did basically the same thing last year with nothing happening till Revolution of 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So we had about you know, a three-month gap then. We're having about a three-month gap now between pay-per-views so why not do that I guess, yeah get the last month going in with one of your your biggest matches of the year if not the biggest match of the year uh, yeah probably and, the biggest match and put of the year. It, and put it on a dynamite on a wednesday and just basically tell nxt to show show ferris bueller's day off don't even bother <laughs> putting on a show that day just send it in that day. Just really, Hopefully, it's a recorded day. It should be either a recorded day. We don't even know. Like, or, just record it. Or a highlight day. <laughs> like the best yeah, of 2020. Exactly. <laughs> don't even bother with the production that day. The best of, of 2020. Oof. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. Listen, there have been really good matches this year. I, I, I will give credit with it as far as NXT putting on some some terrific matches. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I can't can't imagine anything uh, happening of significance that day for NXT. Um, unless they did you, uh, I think, actually, no, that's not, I was going to say next, not this week, but next week is Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Um, I expect NXT to take that week. So maybe they're just going to go back and forth with uh, ratings uh, toppers. So that that happening in two weeks on, on NXT, which is amazing in and of itself. But then this match on AEW, I think, happening the following week. So Wednesdays are going to be full. Is the match, is the, the women's title match next week or the week after? Is it the 18th or the 25th? I think it's the 20. I think it's the day before Thanksgiving. The day before, the day before Thanksgiving. So not this week. So not the 18th, but the 25th. The 25th. 25th. So the day before Thanksgiving. Got it. Yeah. The day before, the day before Thanksgiving. The day before, no. The day before Thanksgiving. Right, my bad. Okay. The day before, the day before, never mind. Black Friday? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Is it? That's how I save you. Um, let's talk about the, the main storyline here that happened this week. Um Friday Night Smackdown, just what a shit show. Um, first off, the day started on Friday with reports all over the place of Friday Night Smackdown being rewritten last minute. So basically, McMahon took a piece of paper, crumpled it up, and said, this is bullshit, absolutely not. I will not there have. were a lot of reports. I will not have. The script sucks. The script sucks. There um, you go. Thank you. A lot of reports. There was... It was... It, there were a lot of reports, mm. like an ungodly amount of reports saying that for some reason this particular episode of SmackDown was getting rewritten completely. Mm. And it was pretty wild to uh, to see because normally you see maybe one or two reports, but almost every dirt sheet was reporting that this episode of SmackDown is going to be re- uh, redone. Redone, yeah. And that was before everything, the shit hit the fan. So exactly... 5.46 p.m. on Friday the 13th, this past Friday, Zelina Vega tweeted saying, I support unionization. And about 10 and a half to 11 minutes later, Future Endeavors. Yeah, she got Future Endeavored. She got Future Endeavored. Coincidence? Probably not. Um, she... Uh, I think in in the timeline, it sounded like she already knew that this was happening. And yeah, then, that's what I'm saying. Coincidence, though, probably. You know what I mean? Because I feel like she knew that this was coming. She was not letting go of that Twitch channel. That thing is making her money. As a matter of fact, according to reports, she's making more money with Twitch and, and not only fans yet, but with Twitch than she is WWE. Yeah, I, I believe that. Um WWE was an outlet for her to get her name out there. Yeah. And now that she's out there and she's, you know, pivoting in different directions, she can just easily. Also, she's in, she will always be cemented in the WWE as the fake Nikki Bella in uh, Fighting With My Family. Uh, No, she was. AJ Lee, sorry, the fake AJ Lee. The fake AJ Lee. (laughs) Just in line as AJ Lee. Um, So apparently, uh, Many believe that she was talking to Andrew Yang and that uh, he tweeted out that he hasn't forgotten about Vince McMahon and dealing with the 
uh, idea of um, the independent contractor tagline, fighting that off. Uh, she posted her uh, response on Twitter, thanking fans. She also went on Twitch explaining her situation, uh, that it was uh, mostly because of, not, not really with the unionization part of it, but mostly because of her only OnlyFans account. And that, that account basically started because WWE, at, at one point, when they announced the whole we're taking your money uh, scenario, they kind of backed off a little bit. And mm. and like AJ Styles, Paige, all the Twitchers were were like, okay, I'm going back out there. And she not only went back out there, <laughs> Vega did, but started an OnlyFans uh, account where it's only just uh, her and cosplay, and you can pay a hundred dollars for a photo of her and cosplay. Um, talking from experience, there, bud. Uh, I'm talking about from uh, what I researched, but you can find her nudes online for free. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But also, you're not getting nudes from her OnlyFans account. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, exactly. It's only you know cosplay. I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, pointless. OnlyFans has a stigma around it, and I say we keep it that way. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Joe Black has spoken. Um, well, who's the? I'm trying to think of the celebrity that had a a huge fight with fans on OnlyFans. Bella Thorne. Thank you. Very, look at you. You know that from experience. Um, Bella Thorne. <laughs> Bella Thorne no basically, no, basically made two million bucks <laughs> by just posting photos <laughs> with nothing attached to it, or not even, you know, like barely anything to it to the photos, and uh, and people got pissed. People got got, <laughs> and people got pissed. Um, so it, it wasn't so much the money, that, the amounts of hundreds and thousands of dollars that she was making from OnlyFans, but it was basically because she made this account. And it it went against everything WWE, uh, in parentheses, Vince McMahon, close parentheses, uh, once in as far as his talents uh, on third-party uh, platforms. So I think it just for her own sanity, it's probably the best thing for her. Uh, Paige posted, this sucks. Um, and, and speaking from someone who's going through pretty much the same exact thing, um, yeah, she's she's got to be next. I don't know. Do they, I feel like there's there's something with Paige's contract where she got injured, so it might get tacked on something like that. Even though it is a career threatening injury, maybe Paige actually does want to get back in the ring, and that's the only reason why she's kind of hmm. toting the line. But also, it seems like she has a WWE's blessing in her Twitch channel. For some reason, I don't know why. Same goes with AJ Styles and stuff like that. It seems like they have a little bit of a leniency with them. At what point, and I saw someone post on Twitter, uh, and I actually agree with their, their statement, not every wrestler that leaves WWE has to go to AEW. <laughs> like, I understand you have to have some sort of career. You still want to make money. But it just seems like the fallback for every single person that, that gets let go from WWE easy you're you're gonna get on american television again mm -hmm. you know what i mean but what about someone someone like the good brothers who shout out to the good brothers who just won the tag first uh, tag title it, it doesn't matter for them there's, there's a different impact what was a tag team match they, they won the titles at uh, turning point oh last night they did last night they did yes i thought it was just a regular tag match i yeah. didn't know they won the titles yeah, they won the titles they won and and peruso i mean won. i didn't watch it let's just i'll just be honest i didn't watch that. it either. i just know the result uh, peruso won uh the women's uh title back back yes yeah 
Not bad. Yeah. So so good for them. I mean, at least they're making something of themselves. The Good Brothers are in a are in a different situation though because they they don't need to be on like cable television right now. They have enough of a name behind them where they can just go wherever they want, mm. and they're gonna make money and they're gonna draw money, as opposed to someone like Ty Conti, right? Who, if she went to Impact Wrestling, she would just be known as an afterthought. True. Even though, she, to people unlike me or yourself, she might just be an afterthought. Well, people who watch Impact Wrestling are, at this point, the marks of the marks. Thank you. <laughs> the diehards marks of the marks. Um, and not that I wouldn't watch it. I just, of all the wrestling that I watch during the week, I think I'm maxed. <laughs> and so Impact Wrestling got me for three months of their subscription service because I thought I was going to get the pay-per-view for free. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So, and then I just forgot about it. And then, I, you know, three months later, I was like, okay, so now, I'm, now I'm going to fucking cancel you're it. Still paying, you're doing. still paying for it for something you're not watching. I finally canceled it, thank God. And I just didn't, like, it was the worst hmm. $24 of my life. <laughs> I can't never get that back. <laughs> I'll uh, never get that $24 or back. That, or the time that I didn't watch it back. Um, so, Zelina is gone from WWE. She has a 90 day not, not compete uh, as per usual. And we shall see what I happens. Think that puts there. her somewhere around February. Actually, about the two weeks before uh, oh. a certain date. Yes, in February. Mm, yeah, that would actually be really good. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, other talents connected to Zelina Vega, uh, it has also been reported that uh, Hubby, and she also thanked uh, WWE for basically introducing her to her husband. Um, Alistair Black asked for a return to NXT and was denied. And was denied. denied. Wow. Declined. Denied. I can. I see it. I, I see why. This was before everything went down, though. Exactly. Do you want to know why they, he got denied? Please. Because their char- his character is already back there again. Dexter Loomis is essentially the same character that Alex Der Black was. Dexter Loomis is on steroids in that character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that is that it really it? Probably not. But that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Just it, it kind of adds up though if you think about it. Like Alistair Black was that dark mm-hmm. character. He was a character that you didn't want to be one on one in the ring with. The psychological warfare character. See, that's I, what I want. That's that's more of the way I'm going. Okay, I, I could see I could see that, but I, I would think more so, at least in my my opinion, which means nothing. Carrion uh, Cross is already that character too. Carrion Cross ain't there right now though. He's no, he's not, but he's that. He's that character. He's he that, is that, also that character. That yeah. dark character with, uh, I mean, he didn't have, Black didn't have a female presence, but yeah, he's that dark character with, uh, I, I don't know. There's too many dark characters. <laughs> and uh, I think he, he probably would have been a better fit since, again, McMahon just, I think McMahon is just, feels like NXT is so beneath him and he has no use for the talent that is there to come over that he basically, he has nothing. Uh, hence Ember Moon, uh, hence uh, Finn Balor, which is a shock to me. Um, I, I think. Uh, well, I think for- Charlotte, and then not Charlotte. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think Charlotte just uh, was there to, to cover all bases as far as all the shows. But uh, since she's the biggest draw, but uh, someone who has like leverage, like Finn Balor, could just basically ask to go to NXT without you know, or I'm leaving, <laughs> and and he has that clout. Whereas Black, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't have that that clout yet um which is unfortunate because he should uh 
So Especially I'm, because as soon as he gets out of the WWE, he's not going to be able to go as Aleister Black. Right. Right. But, I mean, that's – he doesn't – everybody uh, – let's look at Miro for a second, even though he's probably he's, – he's a character that he's in the same boat as he was in WWE right now. We'll, time will tell as to where he goes with his character, but he's in the same mid-card as he was before. He yeah. reinvigorated himself, though, after he left. He, he used that time during that non-compete – to kind of build up and, and bolster his his stature as far as uh, an online presence, and it worked. Um, it became more more popular, uh, about, about as popular as when he had his uh, Rusev day, uh, when he went on Twitch and and he you know had all his subscribers and was making bank on, on there, um, and he was he would post all the time, just uh, making you know more money here than I was with WWE. Uh, he also posted on on Twitter uh, when this whole thing went down with Vega that he would not, if he was still with WWE, he would not let his Twitch go. Uh, yeah, very, I saw that. Very adamant. He about went on it. a whole rant on Twitch. Yeah, went on a whole rant stating that if if he was still with the company, that he would not let go of his, of his Twitch. Um, I, I can't I can't say I understand because I don't know as far as what he was making with the company with WWE. But I know what he was making with Twitch, and it was a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot for a short period of time, making hundreds of thousands Isn't it of dollars, like fifty thousand a month. It was yeah. It's, I think it's, we did that math on this show. Yeah, like he was just making like incredibly uh, doing incredibly well with Twitch. So Zelina's in the same boat, and so how do you let go of that? Where not only are you not guaranteed, uh, you know, the same kind of pay with WWE. You, you know, there's some days where there were, there were days in the beginning of COVID where she was on every five seconds. Yeah. Not that I minded it, but it was just it was kind of overkill. And then you just don't know with, with wrestling. Like you just don't know if you're gonna be on television that day. You don't know if you're gonna be used. Look at uh Liv Morgan. Like she just she just got on TV for the first time this week in I wanna I'm gonna say like a month. Um yeah. you know, it's been it's been a while for her. So you, you just don't know. So listen, shout out to Zelina. Uh, dear thing. We'll see you in uh <laughs> we'll see a revolution in, in February. <laughs> um yeah, between between that and her husband's uh, situation, don't know what's going to happen, and uh, I I don't know what they're going to do with Black as far as uh, he's he's no storyline right now. He's got nothing going on, um, and if he if they do put him in something, are they going to bury him because of this? Who knows? It seemed probably it, it seemed like they did that with uh, with Lana <laughs> as far as burying her, but she's getting pushed even further, uh, you know, up the card. She's had what like eight. Samoan Samoan drops into a fucking table. I think it's number eight. Yeah, wow. And if she had just shut up on on Twitter or whatever it was and said, because she went on Twitter and said uh, that was one of my dreams getting put through a table because she had never been put through a table before. Well, there you go. How about that? How about that times eight? Well, now, well, now you got Groundhog Day, bitch. <laughs> now you got you got eight fucking tables you went through. I like this week that they basically uh, uh, we'll get all to everything SmackDown uh, or and Raw, but we. Uh, <laughs> they they kind of pushed it like off. They were like, "Oh, she's not she's not going to get through the table this week." All right, she, she has uh, Rosen and Brooke by her side now. Uh, there's no way. And then, sure enough, <laughs> slammed, <laughs> slammed through the table for the umpteenth time. Uh, let's get into. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you, do you have anything uh, outside? Related? Oh, oh yeah. We got so deep in the conversation. I forgot. I uh, so, two things really quick. So Number one, Alexa Bliss is now engaged to her now fiance Ryan Cabrera. Wow believe that happened last night or something wow funny thing uh i saw a video that was they came there was like a surprise uh what 
after party, mm-hmm. like a surprise, a uh, quick surprise engagement party right after that. And they were in Disney. <laughs> sure. And uh, he go someone whoever was filming it goes up to Ryan and he's just like, "Now that you got engaged, what are you gonna do?" And he goes, "Well, shit, I'm already in Disney." <laughs> <laughs> I'm already I here. That was a good, uh, <laughs> good bit of information. I'm already here. Um, She's over one in the engagement department, but I think this one's gonna work. Who was the previous? Buddy. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah, they right. were engaged. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. That's. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And I think that was the point. This was quick though. Like they weren't together that long. I think they met Cabrera. A, year ago, a year ago, something like that. All right. So, yes, rather quick. Well, well good for them. <laughs> good for them. Was that The Fiend? Is that? <laughs> Hang on a second, guys. They, they should do that storyline. See if Ryan can come out while Alexa... Why are my lights red? Hurt! <laughs> <laughs> kill! See if they can ha- have actual, like, if they can blur the line and have Ryan come out, like, backstage and Alexa's, like, not dressed up yet. And then all of a sudden, like, The Fiend comes out and all of a sudden like she turns she <laughs> like she turns and then her contacts come in and she has the red gush gushy stuff coming out of her mouth and Ryan's like what the shit what the shit is right <laughs> uh last thing yes the producers of the last dance are now working on a documentary solely based on stone cold steve austin so fucking happy yeah that's actually really cool i'm actually looking forward to it um this his watching his rise that's another story that they they should have had like many documentaries on going from wcw getting the facts from bischoff saying he's fired um him working with uh, brian pillman um hollywood blondes going to ecw and basically Owen heart breaking his neck yeah Owen heart breaking his neck but him going to ecw uh try to trying to actually see you see the the onset of his stone cold character there um and then him going, him going to WWE. It, it's funny how enough, it, the more things change, the more things stay the same. And so you see him going off on a little tangent here, but you see him uh, go from ECW, where he's basically <clears throat> rip roaring free with Paul Heyman, you know, just saying, "Do your thing. You're, you're awesome on the mic." Uh, barely had any matches. He was more, he was more on the mic than anything else. Um, did his thing in ECW just as, as like a basically a, a bridge to. WWE and then what happens when he gets to WWE he gets this shit moniker of the ringmaster put on him with the stupid million dollar belt and Ted DiBiase I mean this how how much Vince McMahon could you possibly get between then in the 90s and now nothing's changed <laughs> nothing has changed it's all the same nope um you just come with crap characters you throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks and he knew it and he was just like ah this is bullshit <laughs> I'm not taking this character anymore um, and then he made that declaration at King of the Ring, and the rest is history. Uh, it, it's again, the more things change, the more stay the same. Which King of the Ring was that? I want to say ninety-seven. Ninety-seven uh, was it? The, is that the same one where mankind went off the tower, went off the cage? That was hell, wasn't that Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell wasn't a pay per view until ten years ago, dude. I'm not, say, I'm not saying it was a, a pay per view. I'm just saying that. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Um, was it at the King of the Ring pay per view? <sighs> Please hold. Anyway, go ahead. That was the last thing I had. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, King of the Ring, that was uh, 96. 
96. From the Mecca Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, June 23rd, 1996, when he proclaimed Austin 316. Okay. So I just whipped your ass. Uh, I was, oh my God, I need to tell you something now that I just thought about it. Oh, hang on. Which, which one is Mankind? 97? King of the Ring 97? Uh, Tell me, 98. 98. So what happened in 97? <laughs> you asked me for this one here. It was June 28th, 1998. Um, and that took place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Setting the standard for future Hell in the Cell matches. Uh, or the mo- 97, the- I think, was Sean and Taker. One of most mistaken. Probably the most famous match ever. Yeah. Uh, the match took place at the King of the Ring pay-per-view, June 28th, 1998. Don't tell me anything anymore. Ever. You're good, all right? Hold on. Now, just, you want to hear a funny story before we get into all Did the raw and crackdowns? Fuck you. You was right. Ever do that again? Yes, go ahead. So, last night I was at uh, my buddy Alex's house, mm-hmm. and we were talking about wrestlers came up just naturally in conversation Mm -hmm. which for him is weird right so i had uh mentioned to him you know hulk hogan is not in fact his real name and he looked at me with the most dumbfounded look on (laughs) okay and he's like are you serious Uh. and i said yes it's nice he goes so what's his name i was like well it's terry balea and he's like I what? He just blew his mind. <laughs> yeah, like he had no fucking idea. He and then he goes, mind. "What about the guy? You got three minutes." And I was like, "Macho Man." Yeah, no, his name's not Randy Savage, dude. <laughs> like, it's, his name's actually not Randy Savage. It's Randy Papa. You know, Steve Austin. It's not his real name either. Yeah. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> you mean to tell me that all these people have fake names? Yeah. Oh man, it was hilarious. I, I I could probably venture to say that Alexa Bliss is that her real name? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. See, real name Lexi Kaufman. Kaufman, yes, I knew that. I actually did know that. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! It's not Steve Austin. Oh man, that must be an amazing conversation while high. Oh, it was great, and it was great. <laughs> it was such a it it hit me in my soul. I was so happy. Because I could just prove to him that, yes, it's all a charade, but we fucking love it. Yes. Yes. We know, what, <laughs> we know what we're getting into. A bunch of nerds watching wrestling and love it. Um, let's get into uh, anything else before, before, before we uh, go forward. I'm good. All right. Let's go into the week that was here. Um, we had a name change <laughs> kicking things off with Monday Night Raw. We finally got to see... The debut of Riddle. <laughs> the mat, yes. the mat is gone. Uh, in a second chance triple threat match, Riddle uh, qualifies for the Survivor Series team. Our uh, Truth pins uh, Drew Gulak to win the twenty four seven title. He is now the five hundred time champion. Uh, Baszler defeating Lana. Uh, Riddle and Keith Lee at the end of the uh, towards the end of the night taking on uh, Braun. Well, not uh, towards the middle of the night taking on Braun Strowman and Sheamus. Um, let, let me. Really quick, I I wanted to scroll through Raw here because I wanted to bring this up. Um, this Survivor Series being cl- deemed as as many other wrestlers, former wrestlers online have, are posting are, are saying and posting that this Survivor Series is not like any other Survivor Series in that normally 
every Survivor Series, you fight the other faction. You have your your team, Raw, is going to face SmackDown last year. It was a triple threat, so you had NXT in the mix, <clears throat> which made to be one of the, the better Survivor Series in recent memory. This one is they're fighting each other, and there's a bunch of infighting, and why? Like, there's okay. there's been no cross-contamination of brands <laughs> when it comes to fighting each other, and that's the whole point of Survivor Series. Like you, you're just you're just basically saying that you guys can't get along with each other, and now in a week from today, you're gonna have to fight the other team. All right, there's, I can see that. There's no establishment. I, I really didn't even think about that at first. I thought that they were just fighting in between each other right now to get through a little bit of programming. But wouldn't that? I mean, that last year there was uh, how many episodes between Raw and SmackDown where they're just like, oh, we're just waiting on on an invasion. We're just waiting on some. Last sort of year was an anomaly because we had a forced invasion. And it was God, it, it was beautiful. It was. But it was forced. But they're in the same building now. They could easily have had already established the fact that SmackDown is coming on Raw and Raw is coming to SmackDown. The only thing that we had was this week was Drew McIntyre in a, in a, in a you know, random match with Uso. That's yeah. it. That's only like crossover. They, it, no kind of stipulation, no kind of effect to the matches that are coming up on Survivor Series. Like, we, we, we still have Randy Orton versus versus Reigns. Like, that hasn't even been established yet as far as, you know, I'm coming after you. Nothing. There's been nothing. Other than yeah. other than the Street Profits versus New Day. I think that's the only thing I could think of as far as any kind of, you know, Asuka, Sasha Banks, nothing. Sasha Banks is still on Bailey's uh, thing, and then we still have Carmella coming after Banks now. I, I, I don't know. The Survivor Series is kind of leaving me with my jaw dropped as far as any kind of setting up of anything with stories yeah well going back to the drew thing it's that's mainly because part of me feels randy's dropping the title on monday okay to give it back to drew because remember they are notorious for changing up survivor series last minute especially with the champion versus champion match mm -hmm. that one year we were supposed to get finn balor and we got aj style no no, no that wasn't it it was uh we we were supposed to get daniel bryan but we got fuck what was it now the big one it happened at msg jinder mahal we were supposed to get jinder mahal versus brock lesnar but we got aj styles versus yes. brock lesnar yes yeah you know what i mean so it's kind of like now that's a different circumstance because it's jinder mahal and we're talking about randy orton right so it it could lend to a, a shift in in the titles also it would make sense if you want to have Randy chase after that, you know, illustrious number sixteen eventually. Mm. Especially if he wants to get out of the out of the shadow of Hunter, he needs to get that fifteenth title win. What just, better way to have a short title reign? Yeah, I, I just feel like if you, yeah, if you, you gave it to him, like nothing has been established. He, he basically was in the midst of a triple threat storyline with the Fiend and Drew McIntyre, and he hasn't defended the title yet. Uh, the first time we'll defend it will be tomorrow on Raw. Um, I feel like you could have done more with him, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I completely yeah. understand what you're saying. Um, I do feel like Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns would be an awesome match, but you have two heels going after each other. Is that what we're... I mean, you, well, you technically also have two faces going after each other for the women's title. I mean, not for the women's title. In the women's title match at Survivor Series. So... I, I all I all I'm saying is that long rant basically to say they there needs to be some sort of established like tomorrow on Raw there needs to be guys from SmackDown on on Raw you're you're a week out Th these are go home shows now 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know. you just ha- you should have Kevin Owens or something just come and I mean, interrupt the match, right? Some yeah, cut shit like that. Cut the shit with these matches with with Riddle and Strowman and, and Keith Lee and Strowman. Like, just all right. We're on the same team here. Just go after <laughs> survive. Go after uh, SmackDown for Survivor Series, and and establish something, please, because it's it, again you're you're in the last show before your your pay per view. Bring um, back the old Survivor Series matches. The straight don't don't worry about brands. Mm. Just worry about the people that are on the team. There was no Raw versus SmackDown twenty years ago, right? Raw versus SmackDown came out in like Survivor Series twenty fifteen. I feel we had bragging rights. We had all that stuff before mm. we yeah, had that's right, bragging rights. Raw too. versus SmackDown. This is true, bragging rights. Yeah. It was a it's a shit show. It really is. Uh, Lashley, but did... I will never stop watching it. Probably, <laughs> we, we continue to say that. What a crap show! And no, no, it's going to continue to be watched. We'll continue to ridicule it. Lashley defeating Titus O'Neil. Uh, the, fun, the funniest part of this whole match was uh, uh, MVP saying, "Don't, don't, uh, don't go into the ring." <laughs> to Titus O'Neil, um, <laughs> Oscar defeating Nia Jax. Disqualification. This is where we had, uh, and of course, it was a DQ. And this is where we had our eighth. <laughs> uh, uh, table uh, situation with Lana um, in, a, in a seven-way match for the 24-7 title it went to every single person in this match and then inevitably actually I think <laughs> I will give a shout out to Stephanie who was like it's going to end up with R-Truth and sure enough it ended up on, back on R-Truth uh, Tucker is now a complete jobber every single person in this match uh, in this tornado match was a, a jobber so in this match was Akira Tozawa it was Eric <laughs> Viking Raiders Drew Gulak Tucker, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado. Why does Tucker look like uh, Kurt Hawkins gained fifty pounds and also dyed and his hair black? Dyed his hair black and also is five five inches taller. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that's very true. It's very Zack Ryder color uh, scheme there. I mean, just what, what a fall from grace for every single one of these pe- <laughs> these people in this ring right now. Um, Mustafa Ali defeating Ricochet, and uh, and actually probably the best match of the night. Um, they're trying to recruit Ricochet into Retribution, and we'll see what happens with that. Again, this is something that I just I thought I would care about at this point. I should have cared about, but McMahon's uh, way, uh, you don't care, <laughs> nor do I care about anything Retribution until they they start picking up some sort of slack here. Um, and then the main event of the night with uh, McIntyre and New Day taking on Orton, Miz, and Morrison, with Orton winning absolutely nothing to do with this match whatsoever. Um, and and. Uh, the new day taking it uh after a claymore kick into the friday night delight uh to clinch the win i and again this is just you have this you have this match with no kind of appearance from from smackdown you haven't had that in two or three weeks since survivor series was announced they need to pick the pick up the slack for this uh this week coming up for the home shows the going away shows um yeah it's too much there's no there's no infighting between the the survivor series teams it's kind of like what are we even what are we doing what are we doing last year two years ago the whole the man was born because of all, Dude, all yeah. that yeah so yep vince is like i don't want anybody else getting pregnant <laughs> stop having sex stop making babies <laughs> we have enough babies um i, I really want to a couple points with nxt uh from wednesday night here um out of the gate, and I, I like that the I, I appreciate the fact that 
if nothing else, I, I love Triple H and everything that he does for the company and NXT because we had the same storyline here with Johnny Gargano as we did with Sasha Banks in his one and done uh, defending. Yes. Whereas here, he starts the night off having another wheel, <laughs> basically because he, he won off of the last time with uh, Halloween Havoc and the uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. So he has a little wheel that is obviously rigged, <laughs> and it lands on Leon Ruff, which is I thought it was hilarious when he spun it and just kind of going <laughs> started going back and forth uh, and landed on, on Ruff. Um, he is another one, like Sasha Banks, who he every time has won a title, and the next defense he has, he loses the belt. So what happens here, I thought that they would kind of like break off that curse, as he mentioned, and they have Leon Ruff, who is all of five pounds soaking wet. Um, <laughs> he gets him up for the roll-up, and... And the and I, I think the genuine reaction from um, from jeez, uh, oh what's his name on on the commentary? Um, Wade Barrett. No, Vic Joseph. Thank you, Vic Joseph. His his, his genuine response to the, with this win was 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 great, and I rewound, I rewound this a couple of times just to watch this, and it, it had uh, Damian Priest on the outside uh, antagonizing Gargano. Um, and and rough one, <laughs> Leon Ruff is the new NXT North American champion. Uh, holy shit, <laughs> just just incredible! And him him at the top of the ramp, putting the belt on, uh, Priest putting the belt on him, and the belt falling off. <laughs> because again, it's he's probably the skinniest wrestler I've ever seen in my life in WWE. Um, and and as Joseph has said, this is by far by far the biggest upset NXT has ever seen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ever so uh kudos to to leon ruff and kudos to nxt for actually doing something like this kudos to wade barrett for not calling him leo rush because god oh yeah that could good have, lord it was very close it could have been close <laughs> it could have been close and i could see even not him or somebody else pulling that off and saying that uh even beth phoenix like saying like uh oh and by the way speaking of beth phoenix uh she had a little uh she i mean she's always she's continuing to get pushback but um I, I got to look up the, their Twitter response. Like people are just basically shouting her out for not being at the commentary. Like, is is it a ghost? Is it uh, where's her voice coming from? And uh, she's basically like, "Would you like? Wouldn't you like to know?" Uh, <laughs> like she she's got the cushiest job in all of WWE right now. She's oh basically my God, it's so good. She can go into a room in her house, tell her her daughters and Edge to screw off, and for two hours just tell mommy's going to work, and that's it. <laughs> and so whatever she pulled off in that contract, good for her. <laughs> For her. Well, I mean, when you have a Hall of Fame husband like Edge, and you are also a Hall of Famer, I think the WWE is gonna take care of you. They're gonna take care of you. Uh, Edge is still, um, as as of now, there's been nothing to the contrary. But as of right now, he's still a part of the writing team for Monday Night Raw. Um, so uh, he's part of the writing team. Yeah, didn't you not know that? I mean, I knew that he was putting in a couple things, him and him and Daniel Bryan, where I just didn't think they were like full fledged members of the writing team. Well, they're part of creative. Oh, nice. Oh, no, I'm assuming Bryan for SmackDown, right? Bryan for SmackDown, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's good. Been, it's been a thing for a while. So you know, it shows. Paige, you broke your neck. Hmm. Start writing. <laughs> <laughs> Start writing stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's her <laughs> her goal right now. I think her goal and her focus right now is everything. Um, Twitch related. <laughs> so. Yeah. Also, Paige is a full decade to two to, to a decade to two decades younger than either one of those people. This is very true. <laughs> this is very true. Um, 
Santos Escobar taking on Jake Atlas. Escobar wins that one on defending the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. You had mentioned every time I watch Escobar now, again, I think of you just as far as like what you said. And um, I'm starting to, starting to wane on <laughs> on Escobar. Uh, right, the title reigns fall flat. Yeah, I, if, listen, he, he's a great, amazing wrestler. He's an amazing talent. The two of these guys were put on a hell of a match. I, I just feel like, like it's starting to like, it's, it's getting a little uh, old in the tooth there. I feel like we should uh, maybe push it on to somebody else. Um, or bring back an old Cruiserweight champion, you know, someone who maybe never lost the title in the first place. Uh, they, Only they, if England wasn't on lockdown. As they mentioned, though. They mentioned his name for the first time. Did they? Yeah. I missed it. They mentioned his I name. I must have missed it. Um, I mentioned his name for the first. Uh, Vic Joseph actually mentioned. Uh, uh, Rocky Wild. I'm always drawing blanks. Jordan. Oh, Jordan Devlin. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I gave you every opportunity. Every opportunity. You were like. I gave you every opportunity. Jordan Devlin. <laughs> I gave you every opportunity. It's Devlin. It's Devlin. <laughs> Um, they did mention his name. They mentioned his name this week, so hopefully we'll get to see that uh, unification match happening there. Um, Gargano confronting uh, uh, William Regal, saying that the match uh, <laughs> shouldn't have been uh, uh, ha- lots of happen, even though he actually came up with the match. Um, Ra- Raquel, in, in the weirdest, one of the weirdest segments I can remember in, in recent memory, uh, uh, happening on, in, in any brand. Um, we had uh, Raquel Gonzalez coming out, um, looking for a match with Xia Li. Uh, Xia Li's spokesperson, Boa, basically came out and said that she's not available. Gonzalez destroys this guy. And then all of a sudden, the lights go out. There's like a dragon that appears on the screen, heads up to the, the front of the ramp. And then this older guy who looks like... The cross between Miyagi and the evil guy from um, Big Trouble in Little China comes uh, comes floating out. <laughs> it looks like he's floating out. <laughs> he comes floating out and puts like an X on Boa's hand and then walks away. And that's the end of the segment. And then it, was, it wasn't the end of the segment because it went on for, it seemed like forever. It just kept dragging on and on. I was like, all right, cut, 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 go. It's like 10 seconds. Fifteen seconds. We're, he, Bo was just holding his hand with his X on his uh, on his hand. Fifteen, twenty seconds. Like it just felt forever. And then it went to black. It went to went to commercial. So weird. <laughs> just so incredibly weird. This whole segment. Uh, uh, I did read that the symbol that was written on Boa's hand hmm. means power or strength. In, I forgot what language. Oh, that wasn't like a death mark. No, gotcha. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe he's just gonna come back and run roughshod over everybody. Getting a real big red dragon vibe, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, led by Zaylee. Um, I like. By the way, I didn't know that she calls herself Big Mommy Cool. Me neither. Raquel Gonzalez. That's this is the first. Um, Candice LeRae. Oh, oh by, by the way, hold on. Candice LeRae taking on Tony Storm. Look at that booty, show me the booty, give me the booty, I want the booty, back up the booty, I need the booty, I like the booty, oh what a booty, shaking that booty, I saw the booty, I want the booty. I think I'm madly in love with Tony Storm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin Story taking on Tony Storm and this mysterious uh, person in the scream mask who's not mysterious at all but this week apparently had boobs. 
it just like magically grew boobs. like it was sixth grade all over again. <laughs> sorry there's something different about this you, you knew that in sixth grade too you're like wait why am i so attracted to this <laughs> oh god why am i so attracted to jane i don't understand oh oh it's those things i oh, got it all right um <laughs> so uh, this mysterious figure basically helping out Candace LeRae to take out Tony Storm unmasks herself, and it's Indy Hartwell. And uh, in, in the non-shocker shocker of the night, since apparently, again, during Halloween Havoc, it was a dude. It was clearly a dude. Very clearly a dude. <laughs> Very clearly a dude. Um, and now this this time, dude has boobs. Uh, dude looks like a lady. And so, uh, your mama's booty. Uh, it, <laughs> Andy <laughs> Hartwell is uh, the accomplice and is helping out uh, Candice LeRae. Um, that is your booty segment of the night, Tony Storm. I love you. Um, there was a. Tony, s- I'll, I'll say it right here, Tony Storm, best butt cheeks in all of wrestling. All of wrestling, all yeah. of wrestling. I brought it up the other day to Steven. I said Ty Conti because I just recently watched AEW, mm. and then he, without hesitation, goes, "No, Tony Storm." And I was like, "Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely right. He was right." Close second, though, is Ty Conti. Very close second, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, There was a a, uh, little uh, segment backstage where um, Timothy Thatcher uh, was was going after... uh, I forgot his name. I'm I'm always forgetting names. Um, Basically busted into uh, uh, Dexter Loomis' caricature photo, and that seems to set up matches. So anytime that you you throw yourself into... uh, caricature that Loomis right uh drew then it's over then you get set up a match regal regal has that power so we have timothy thatcher versus dexter loomis um in just a back and forth uh brawl and uh, a lot of holds from from timothy thatcher and then out of nowhere unexpectedly expectedly cameron grimes shows up and uh basically costs loomis the match um <laughs> puts uh puts Loomis in a burlap sack and uh it's a hits a cave in on the outside of the ring. Um so there's that and then the main event of the night, your boy is mm-hmm. is just on fire. <laughs> I I uh, all things McAfee I'm about. Uh, and uh it's the, the, the greatest foursome in all of wrestling as he's Yeah, the it. greatest four man group in all of wrestling. In, in history of wrestling. <laughs> All right, Pat. I, I mean, I agree. Better than than the Horsemen. Better. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Dude, listen. I would have hung up on you right now. <laughs> listen, right here, right now. I'd have been like, we're done. Evolution. Uh, any other four man? Um, no, absolutely not. Um, but I appreciate that he could say that. I appreciate that he put it out there. <laughs> oh he's yeah. Just, he's just so ballsy to say a statement like that. Yeah. Um, no, the ballsy thing was him holding up four at the end. Yeah. That was the ballsy thing to do. You can say all you want that you're the greatest four. And you go, we're the greatest four. And you're like, no, 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 Pat. No, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. Listen, but but you do do that because you're Pat McAfee and you can pull that shit off. And <laughs> so yeah. you know, good for you. Um I, I I like Pete Dunn in this group, but I feel like he's just like he's so <laughs> he's so like one of these things is not like the other. Um in the four of them. So uh Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch take on Brizongo. Serious Brizongo. Uh and uh, champions retain, Birch and Lorcan retain, but then they just go to town on Brizongo outside of the ring and destroy him. And then that's when McAfee basically and oh they had uh 
Was it Breeze uh, on the on the table? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, Breeze uh, on the on the table, and McAfee just did his punt <laughs> right. Oh to, yeah, he did. They they held him up on, on the edge of the table, and and McAfee punted him and uh, fade away to black as uh, at, the, at the end of the show happened with him showing those <laughs> showing the four. Um, uh, listen, you could you could have him main event and have him uh, just get on the mic for every every five seconds on NXT, and I, I'm all for it. Uh, I will point out also that um, anytime anything exciting happened, like Leon Ruff uh, uh, winning the title, nobody I, I shouldn't say nobody, very few people in the stands <laughs> on the screens it, it, were excited for this, and I'm yeah. still thinking. And I, I have yet to see anything as far as any kind of sign up for NXT, but I'm still no, thinking, it's all fake. It's all fake. I'm still yeah. They're they're still using like past recordings. Yeah, I'm sure. You I'm could. really just paying attention to to see if I can see like you or Stephanie <laughs> on the fucking screen. On the screen. I swear to God, if I do see that one day, especially if I see Stephanie on there, I'm gonna be like, all right, this is definitely not live. One hundred percent not live. I've yeah, I've yet to in all the signups that I've looked for. It, I continue to get SmackDown emails, Raw emails for Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. I've yet to get anything for Capital Wrestling Center. No, nothing, know. nothing. There's no kind of sign up for it. Uh, I think I would actually do it one one Wednesday <laughs> just to see if it if they actually do it. But no, I've, I've gotten nothing. So it's it's all just a charade, a charade. Um, Capital Wrestling Center. Moving on. Uh, before we move on, I yes. just want to point this out. Really didn't even think about it, but a dream promo versus promo match. I want to see Eddie Kingston versus Pat McAfee because <laughs> Eddie's got that seriousness to him. Yes. And Pat McAfee, you know, is just going to be like, all right, pal, right. calm down. <laughs> no need to get like this. It's going to be fucking great. Oh, I, I got to see McAfee in another match uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, AEW Dynamite. This this Dynamite, this episode of Dynamite, I have to say, for my, again, my own opinion, which means absolutely nothing, um, one of my favorite episodes of Dynamite in a very long time, and oh. uh, I will I will tell you why. Uh, I'll just go through the the lineup here of of matches. Um, so yeah, the Matt Seidel versus uh Brian Cage, your FTW champion. Uh, in, in an incredible match. Only that Brian Cage. I, I expect my, Matt Seidel to put on a good match. Brian Cage for being someone who was in the upper two hundred pound range. And just being jacked up on steroids is a very, I didn't say that, is a very athletic person. <laughs> and so some of his moves, some of his, his moonsaults and some of his uh, the suplexes that he put on and Hurricane Rana that he tried to attempt on Seidel at one point, uh, that, that Seidel reversed into a powerbomb, just very well done with this match. I, and I was very surprised uh, thinking, thinking back on it. And I didn't really expect anything from it. I never expect anything from Brian Cage matches. I rescind that statement, and I have to start watching him more more seriously. At what point did you realize the two of them were roughly the same height? Yeah, <laughs> that is that's the other thing too. And I always thought that Seidel was was on the shorter side. I think he's like six feet, six one. Uh, five ten maybe. I think Cage is the same. <laughs> Cage is like the same height. <laughs> yeah, I would I I would go out on a limb and say Brian Cage might not even be six feet tall. Well. But he is every bit of 215 pounds. Seidel. No. Brian Cage. Two fit, no. No, not 215. What are you, crazy? No, 250. 250. He, well, no, he's mar- no, he's definitely more than 250. He's he's mar- he's uh, 
here uh, is two seventy eight, which I definitely believe. But he's, right. yeah, he's six feet that. tall. He's six feet tall. Six feet. Yeah. So you tell me if I get down to two sixty eight, I look like that. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, uh, noted. Seidel is uh, five nine. So I mean, oh, it's only shit. I'm just... calling bullshit on one of those is bullshit. <laughs> I, I I tend to believe the Seidel. Uh, the, yeah, the Seidel Evan Bourne <laughs> a scenario there. Um, I don't think also Cage- if you've ever seen Brian Cage's repertoire, he worked a lot in Lucha Underground, so that's why he's so he's got those moves, those, uh, high flyers. I mean, it just yeah, it's it's I'm shocked as to his his skill set with his moves uh, for such a big guy. Um, so Cage takes that one. Um, Taz going on a, on a rant, uh, basically uh, calling out uh, Darby Allen. Don't come down here. Tell your boy uh, Cody not to come here either. And then I'm sure. And then what happened in the next segment? I'm sure Darby called Cody, him and was like, Cody listen. came out. <laughs> he didn't listen to him. I'm sure Darby called him and was like, listen, I think Taz is serious this time. Don't don't come out. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> the very next segment, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes uh, appears in the ring, um, basically congratulating Darby Allen, uh, saying that he and, and uh, Arn Anderson will not be seeking a rematch at this time, but that he is actually now wanting to go after his old protege in MJF. And then we see a random woman just wander into the ring. A, mm-hmm. a random cut brolic woman <laughs> come into the ring by the name of Jade Cargill. And she gets on the mic, uh, basically is is ridiculing uh, Cody Rhodes, calling him, <laughs> you say you refer to you, yourself as the giant killer. Uh, so what do you know about giants? There is nothing giant about you. Oh, penis reference. Um, yeah, it's, it kept going on and on and on. And then Brandy Rhodes in probably with the greatest twist of a character I've ever seen, ever seen. Yeah, went full ghetto <laughs> on on Jade. And uh, don't oh, you she ever... went Southern mother at a cookout. Yeah, <laughs> even better. Don't you ever talk to him like that again? Don't, do you understand me, bitch? Get your ass out of here! <laughs> and and in a, in a, in a, in a in other flurry of words that she had following that, um, <laughs> called her a heifer. I, I love it. Just I, I yeah. <laughs> you get a chance to watch that segment if you haven't already. Just that segment alone, where Brandy Rhodes, who again I've never been the one to kind of see her as someone impressive on the mic. This is probably the most impressive I've ever seen a female on a mic. <laughs> In a very long, yeah. if, if if not a very long time, probably ever, because <laughs> she just went full ghetto, called her heifer, bitch, get out of my face. That it was just, it was incredible, and I I, I commend her uh, on that promo. With that being I do said, I want to talk about that real quick, please, yeah, because the, I it kind of fell flat for me. Okay, I I popped hard at the end because it made me laugh with the whole Brandy Rhodes thing where she came out. You talking to my man mm-hmm. now? You my business, <laughs> right? It made me laugh. It made me laugh a lot. But the whole switch in the character on Brandy Rhodes' part is like, we did not know any anywhere that this was coming. Well, And also, yeah. was Jade Cargill way too green to give a hot mic for five minutes? Very true. That, that I completely agree with. I was going to say that. Very green in, in giving her that opportunity. Um, appreciate that they did give her the opportunity. She's also somebody that WWE passed on, uh, side note. Um mm-hmm. Yes, very, very, yeah, very green to to kind of have her do that. Uh, but listen, you got to start somewhere, and so 
it might have been it might have been better on dark <laughs> to kind of have her hone her skills there but you put her on on the biggest uh uh show that AEW has dynamite then you know, here <laughs> and then where does the whole shack thing come from and so then where's that the, so where's the where's the alignment with all, her and shack all this and she basically said it's famous famous one name uh People you can put out there, the giant you're talking about, oh, he's a real star, and you know what his name is, Shaq. And so everybody, including myself, I'm sure, I'm sure you you as well, was like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, now, hang on. I might have been less surprised that she said Shaq mm-hmm. than you did. Okay, because? Because I saw last week on Being the Elite that he was backstage at Full Gear. Ah. So... It would lend. I, I looked at it and I was like, "Oh my god, are they gonna bring Shaq in for something? Mm. That'd be wild. That'd be hilarious." Then all this happened, and I was like, "Oh, maybe not this. Maybe not. Maybe not this way." Yeah. So Cody versus like, gonna, Shaq. Ah, it's weird. <laughs> Cody versus Shaq. It's, it's very weird. Very, very, very weird. Along the lines of just the 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 whole Zaylee <laughs> segment on NXT. You had a weird segment here. You had a weird segment there. Um, you're, you're setting up a Cody Rhodes versus Shaq match for some unknown reason. Um, and then come to you know, find out that uh, after all this is said and done, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage jump Cody uh, from behind. And then Darby Allen comes in with uh, the jacket of death. <laughs> and he had a, a jacket, he had a leather jacket on with thumbtacks sticking out. Oh, so good. And he, <laughs> at, one, at one point, he did a, uh, he did a splash on Cage. Uh, in the corner, and with thumbtacks, just like you see him rolling out the out the ring, and he's like picking these things out of his body. Yeah, <laughs> like holy shit! <laughs> I don't know how nobody thought of that before. That, it's an amazing, uh, yeah, really. I, I'm gonna say kudos again, kudos to Darby Allen for just even thinking of something like that. Like you, he he walked through, like he came down through the the the, the seating area, and I'm sure he had to be like. Like almost like like a Legion of Doom with the uh, the shoulder pads. Like don't touch, don't touch. They're sharp. Don't touch. Um, came down and then did that thing on, on Cage. Just just incredible. Uh, John Moxley talking backstage to Alex Marvez, uh, explaining that uh, the first match that they had uh, that Omega and Moxley had wasn't really a match. Uh, he did he did win though. Moxley did win that first match, but that was unsanctioned. So he he said it's going to be even harder to win uh, the second time. Uh, and then it, at that point, it was announced that Kenny Omega was going to take on Moxley December second on AEW Dynamite, which is incredible. I cannot wait. Don't call me that day. Um, can't wait for that main event. Uh, Think about taking off work that day. <laughs> taking off work. <laughs> I'm not going to work that night. Um, and then leading, at least for, again for me, uh, leading to my statement as far as one of the better Dynamites that I've seen in a very long time. I love surprise good matches, and this bunkhouse match was incredible to me. Uh, I I loved it. The Butcher and the Blade taking on uh, the Natural Nightmares and Dustin Rose and QT Marshall. The mini storyline with Marshall and Bunny really not playing a factor until the very end uh, of the match. But uh, what a, what a brutal match! At one point they had um, everybody, every single one of them bladed. <laughs> they all started bleeding, all four of them. Um, they at one point had. Uh, Dustin Rhodes handcuffed to the corner, and this is why you have to watch the picture in picture because at one point I have no idea why he got how he got out of that. I was so you, pissed off. If you watch the picture in picture and not fast forward, you will see no. <laughs> that the blade. Mm. Go ahead. Hang on one second, please. 
I need to I need to interrupt in this in this particular instance because gotcha. I will not take this slander. Oh Lord. I don't have cable in my room. What does that mean? So when I'm late at night watching Dynamite, mm. I have to go through the TNT app on my Apple TV. And the TNT people, as soon as JR says, we'll be right back with the restaurant quality picture in picture. <laughs> and I'm waiting for that goddamn picture in picture to come up. And right. it goes 180 seconds of straight three minutes, three minutes of straight <laughs> commercials that I have to sit and watch every time. It is absurd. Gotcha. How do you promote this restaurant quality picture in picture? When you have a fucking bodega quality app. <laughs> well, that's not JR's fault. That's Apple TV's, Apple TV's fault. No, it's TNT's fault. Listen, when I had YouTube TV, they were still showing that. Because you're not going through the app. That's through a television provider. You're I'm going, going directly through the TNT app. There should be no reason why there is not a picture-in-picture. Picture. Oh, the TNT app. Right. You know what I mean? Can we start a uh, unbelievable? Can we start a GoFundMe page for your cable? Seriously, like you're 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 missing out. Blade speared Dustin Rhodes. Like he went through the ropes, speared him, and that's how he was able to get handcuffed. And then that's when Excalibur, some, someone I'm sure Tony Khan was like in in someone's ear, like, listen, you got to explain how the hell uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes magically came out of his handcuffs. Um, so that's when you got that that bullshit like second hands ex- explanation from Excalibur. During the commercial break, blah, blah, blah. Um, Those are some BS fucking handcuffs then. I agree. Either that or his, his wrist should have been ripped right off. Um, Blade smashed a guitar over QT's head at one point. They set up a table outside, which would come into play at the end of the match. Uh, at, the, at the end of everything, Blade and QT Marshall uh, had a face-off since that's, that's the storyline there. His, <laughs> it's uh, Bunny and QT uh, being not a thing anymore. Um, the bunny came on, on the, on the apron, QT pushed, uh, uh, the blade into, uh, bunny, bunny went flying off the apron, crashed into the table. Um, Dustin grabbed a cowbell, nailed blade with it. QT Marshall finished a uh, blade off with a diamond cutter. I also give credit to QT Marshall for, for throwing a, uh, climbing on the world's tallest ladder and throwing up a, uh, an elbow drop onto blade. Oh yeah, that was a bad spot. That was, that was I mean not bad. It was a good spot. It was, it was yeah. <laughs> it was good, but it was yeah, it was bad for Blade. Um how have we not realized how funny it is that Blade bladed? Blade yeah, Blade bladed. Cuz yeah. let's be honest, none of those guys got color the hard way. No, they got color the easy the way. The easy way, Blade. Right? Especially QT Marshall. Hey, listen, just hit me over the head with this fucking guitar. Well, you didn't that is not going to do a single shred of damage. Right, right. Now I'm going to go underneath the ring and cut my forehead open. He was gone off a of camera for a good two, three minutes. So long. <laughs> so long. So long. Came back, and he's now in a crimson mask. Um, we had the induction of MJF and Warlow into the inner circle, and there was one, one member missing of the inner circle, and that was Sammy Guevara. Nobody knew where he was. Um, <laughs> uh, Jericho is uh, gets on the mic, talks for a little bit. Then MJF gets on th- to the podium, gets to the mic, decides to read a poem. Uh, Ortiz calls him out. <laughs> Those are Drake lyrics. <laughs> uh, and then uh, MJF uh, also says that it's uh, 
It's uh, Jericho's birthday, and they want to celebrate his 50th by having confetti and balloons that just floated out of the arena. <laughs> yeah, they went everywhere. <laughs> the balloons, basically, it was great, and that JR basically pointed that out. Like the, uh, the oh no, Excalibur pointed out there was basically goes ten thousand dollars worth of uh, balloons out the window. Literally, they just went out there, out the arena. They never fell down. They the wind came in and blew them out. It was it was just incredible. Um, and then MJF said that he's he's buying tickets for everybody to go to Vegas. So this week on on Dynamite, we're gonna have uh, the new Inner Circle in Vegas. Um, Alex Marvez uh, then interviews the Young Bucks, who have now apparently turned face since they apologized to Alex Marvez for kicking him in the face. Uh, and then they are basically opening up uh, their their tag title uh, competition to anybody, and they're, they're going to fight top flight next week on uh, or this week on Dynamite. So I like that. I like that they're you know give give guys who are just on the on the come up and uh, a title match. If we get it, doing exactly what Cody did with the TNT title. Exactly. Yeah. Gonna have a bunch of indie guys come and face him for it. Now watch rough. Uh, no, uh, pull, they they pull a rough at top flight and win win the tag titles. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh man. Um, Sean Spears against uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, amazing match. Um, I, I'm 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 surprised that his glove doesn't have like its own like character name. Sean Spears. They had a whole a whole segment like weeks ago, months ago, about this this magic black glove. Yeah, um, they they need to have it like its own character, um, like Jerry the glove. <laughs> Just have like a face on it or something. Spelled with a G though, obviously. Spelled with a G. Um, so, uh, Tully Blanchard initially at the end of this match, Tully Blanchard threw uh, uh, Spears like a like a slug like a. Some some sort of knuckle thing. He then went the the other side to throw to throw one to Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky basically kicked it out of the way, and when Sky turned around, Spears knocked him out with a loaded glove. (laughs) Hell yeah! And uh, there's the magic glove coming to play. Gets the three count. Um, Marvel Marvez uh, actually was supposed to be Dasha Gonzalez talking to Kenny Omega. He wasn't there, and then Alex Marvez, who's the busiest man of the night, uh, catches up with Kenny Omega. and then Omega basically setting up the cleaner uh, character even further. Um, he says, where's the cleaner? I've heard the chatter. I never left. I'm ready to resume my responsibility at the biggest dynamite ever on December 2nd. What's going to happen when you face me in a regular match, John? I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to it. Uh, Hell yeah, me too. Speaking of your uh, your girlfriend, Tay Conti, uh, coming out with Anna J taking on Red Velvet and... Uh, the aforementioned, uh, listen, Heffa, Brandy Rhodes, um, Tay Conti winning this, and not by Anna J, because Anna J actually was at some point tried to give her a chair, <laughs> and Tay denied it. Uh, so I, I wasn't, I'm not really sure where they're going. I, I, I'm assuming that he, Jay's obviously trying to have her join the Dark Order, but I'm, I'm also assuming that at some point. Uh, Anna Jay and Tay Conti are going to have some sort of match. Uh, just I, oh yeah, but they're best friends right now. They're best friends right now, but I feel like you're, you're, she's going to keep trying to nudge her towards the dark side, and Tay's not going to go for it, and then that's just going to set up a, a match between the two of them. Yeah. Um, Alex Marvez interviewing Inner Circle backstage. Uh, this is very funny because Sammy Guevara showed up out of nowhere, uh, saying that he sent 
uh, MJF sent Guevara one email saying to to go to one place, and then MJF saying, "No, everybody got the second email, right?" So this is definitely setting up something. Um, let me ask you this: Do you think it's setting up? Because uh, I'm assuming that MJF at some point is going to basically kick out Jericho, and that's going to ex- mm. explain the, the 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 face turn. But do you think that Guevara and MJF are in cahoots somehow? So here's my question. Yes, that I wanted to raise to you earlier. Mm. Wait, wait. You said that Guevara and MJF are in cahoots. Yes, I don't think that. I think they're setting this up. They're going to like keep keep this thing going where Guevara gets like screwed over by MJF, and then they're, they're everybody's just going to turn on Jericho. I think it's the other way around. I think they're going because if you think about it, he Guevara is the one that's set to be the single star, mm. right? MJF is doing his own thing. I think MJF is going to kick out Sammy first. Okay. And he will resume the role as of Sammy with Wardlow behind him. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. As like MJF's, uh, as as Jericho's protege of sorts. So Guevara's going to, you're saying Guevara's going to turn face? Yes. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. You don't go, you do not go through that whole match and the promos after with Matt Hardy mm. and not come out of face after. I he's, such think. A good, he's such a good heel. And all of this is leading them to be like, well, he's getting screwed over by MJF. Right. He's such a good heel. That's, I'm hearing everybody say that it's MJF is going to screw over Chris Jericho and be the leader of the inner circle. Well, if that's the case, then it's not the inner circle because the inner circle is Jericho's group. So wherever be, Jericho goes, is it's Jericho, it's Chris Jericho's inner circle. It could still be in a circle without without Jericho. It was uh But the basis of the inner circle, the group, is it, because it was the people who Chris Jericho kept kept close to the vest. It was that he trusted. Nation of Domination uh, after Farouk left when Rock took over. Yeah, but then it died. Well it died because it's the rock. I'm saying MJF is not the level of of the rock. So I'm sure it'll continue on. No, but that it, you have more of a Farouk and Rock comparison with the, uh, with MJF and and Chris Jericho than you do with Chris Jericho and Sammy. Right now, right. You know what I mean, and I think that's what they're going for. Okay. They want to have the the guy who is not really green, but he's still in the in the early stages of his wrestling career. Mm. He want they want that to go up against the guy who is you know the old buck. We shall see. We shall. See. I, I still think there's going to be some sort of uh, turn here. Uh, against, Someone's going to turn on somebody. Uh, against, uh, I, I feel like Jericho's uh, getting a screw some, uh, screwed over somehow, some way. But we shall see. Um, and then Eddie Kingston comes out, and he is on the commentary for, for the main event, mm-hmm. which is the, the Lucha Brothers taking on each other. <laughs> uh, so Penta El Zero Miedo versus Ray Phoenix and. Holy shit! Um, some people online were just were not really happy with it because it wasn't like one of their their better matches. But I completely disagree. I love this match only because I mean, as far as 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 far as matches as far as matches and moves in this match, <laughs> um, very hardcore as far as uh, what what uh, especially what uh, what Penta was doing to Ray Phoenix, and mm-hmm. the, the idea of Two luchadors going after each other, not only luchadors but brothers, and you didn't have as much as far as 
the the technical aspect that Ray Phoenix puts into a match, but they were ripping each other's masks off, dude. Like this was just like you, you told a story here that was incredible in that these two brothers and, and also having Eddie Kingston on the mic helped because he's the one that's instigating this whole thing and Shivani kept pushing that button and there's a reason why he kept pushing the button because you wanted to press the fact that these two brothers who were so so simpatico at first are now just drifting away from each other to the point where they're pulling off illegal matches if they were fighting in Mexico <laughs> basically yeah. you, would, you would have been disqualified he he ripped Pento ripped Ray Phoenix's mask in half and it was basically just hanging off his head um and then Ray Phoenix returned the favor and ripped Pence's mask off his head. So the two of them basically had two had masks on that were just half on. Um, Shivani continuing to egg on Kingston as far as the idea of uh, the, you, you started this, this is, this is your fault, you, you kind of did this. Kingston egging on his air quotes best friend uh, Penta in, in defeating Ray Phoenix. And then when... <laughs> After a couple of package pile drivers, which I, I think is one of the most brutal things I've seen, especially on an apron. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, he did that twice to him, twice to Phoenix. Uh, so Penta uh, El Zero wins the match. But then the most fascinating thing of the entire the entire match happens at the end of the night when Kingston comes in, congratulates his best friend, basically kicks Ray Phoenix out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Physically kicks him out of the ring. And... He said, "You don't." He goes, "You don't need that dead weight of a brother." His exact words. And then the music hits, and bastard Pack comes out in his return, and Hell yeah, and comes out and faces on the on the top of the ramp, uh, faces uh, Eddie Kingston. He finally comes into the ring, and he uh, he, he charges at, at at Eddie Kingston. Basically, you had before everything went down with COVID. Uh, Lucha Brothers and Pac were were the uh, Death Triangle. Yes, and that went away, and so now you are setting up this whole thing full circle. It's, it's just awesome uh, how they they can set up a story like this, uh, and it just kind of like naturally goes together. You're going to basically have at some point a tag match with Ray Phoenix and Pac versus uh, Kingston and uh, Penta, and I'm all for it. <laughs> I I'll do you one better. I Please. say one day there's going to be a six man tag match. Between the Death Triangle, once they get back together, mm-hmm. and Eddie Kingston's family, him, the Butcher, and the, butcher blade. the blade. I I could I could see that, um, but and then also at some point, just Kingston versus Pack, <laughs> just the two. Well, yeah, it'll be you know three, then two, then yeah, one. We'll, two, get two, one. we'll get there. Yes, we'll get there. But uh, we have a returning pack. We had masks ripped off. We had uh, devastating moves outside of the ring. Package pile drivers on the on the apron. Um, just, it's just an incredible match. I, I love this, this episode of Dynamite. Um, I'm probably in the, in the minority of it, but I, I just, from, from start to finish, especially with the, like the bunkhouse match with this match, uh, I was all for it. Agreed. I like Absolutely you, agree. I, like, I, like I almost dropped a pen. No, I had to adjust myself getting, in my chair. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you're getting very comfortable in that chair. No, I don't want to get comfortable <laughs> in, the, in the chair because I'll sit here and talk wrestling for hours. <laughs> <laughs> that was AEW Dynamite. Finally, we had Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, we uh, Uso uh, and and Reigns. Uh, I'm sorry, Reigns was out was in the ring uh, talking first, and then all of a sudden, you, I thought it was actually Sheamus's music. It's Drew McIntyre's music. 
uh, and Drew McIntyre confronts Roman Reigns on SmackDown. That's not right because Drew McIntyre is part of Raw. And then Jey Uso comes out and basically uh, gets in front of McIntyre setting up this match, and you just see Reigns kind of like fuming, <laughs> quietly fuming. Um, and that would be a payoff later on into in SmackDown. Um, but that set up the Uso versus McIntyre main event. Then had uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, Apollo Cruz, and I, I'm I, I like that uh, that uh, Sami Zayn now has to have a new unique way of beating somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so and and, and I'm all for it. So at, at the end of this match, basically he had Cruz tied up. He he lifted up the apron outside the ring, and he had Cruz's legs tied up in the 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 little ropes that hold down the. Uh, mm-hmm. The mat, the ring apron, the ring apron. Yes, they're mat. You're right. Um, he had him tied up there, and then the, the referee counted to ten, and he was, and that was it. And Sami Zayn retains. Um, very innovative. Uh, I, I, I love Sami Zayn. Um, uh, uh, Sasha Banks coming out in what I can only picture. Her husband was like, "I'm going to create something for you to wear, and it's going to look like a halter top, a thong on the bottom, connected to the rest of your pants." I was just about to um, say, you think her husband went up to her and she say, so what do you think about whale tails? <laughs> and she said, how high? I'm all for it. <laughs> she said, how high? And she's, and he said, I'll connect it to your midsection part of the, the costume. And She said, can it go up to my armpits? Can it go- <laughs> she's like, I might be able to split the difference. I can split the difference to get it half, <laughs> halfway up your body. I can get up your torso and that's about it. Um, so, But it, it, this was very weird. This is, you know, Sasha Banks is talking about... Uh, uh, Putting a you know fellow superstars on notice. Bailey's music hits. Bailey comes out down the ramp. Turn camera to Sasha Banks. Carmelo's in the ring and gives her a super kick. Where did Bailey go? That was it. That was the entire the entirety of Bailey's segment was her just walking down the ramp and that was it. She disappeared. That was, that's what we rewrote. That's what we rewrote about. That's that was the entire thing. We want to see Bailey, that's what, but that's that's that, that's that's what had to happen. We wanna, rewrote that. We want to talk about Bailey. We want to have Bailey in there, but it's only to set up for Carmella. So that, it all makes sense. Um, Otis defeating Ziggler, who Ziggler just is super jobber number one. Apparently, oh my god, I should, um, I sent you and Steven something on Instagram that was hilarious. WWE tweeted something out that was like, "Hey, at heel Ziggler." Uh, watch out! There's a there's an oversized lo- there's a big oversized load coming towards you. Yes, I saw. <laughs> I saw. Like hello, phrasing, um, <laughs> phrasing, <laughs> phrasing. Uh, he he finished off Ziggler with a splash off the the top rope that I can only imagine that stomach into Ziggler just absolutely crushing his his uh, abdomen and all of his innards, um, and <laughs> Otis taking the the win on that one. Uh, Mysterio in in the as we mentioned before, uh, Seth Rollins is basically going through all of his storylines in quick and fast paced action. Uh, so this is finally after fifteen thousand matches, fifteen thousand and four matches with Rey Mysterio. This is the, their final match in a no holds barred match. And uh, last week it was established very quickly that uh, the disciple is back with the Messiah. Uh, Aliyah didn't understand why. He said it's for the greater good. We now understand what that meant. Um, at one point, there was uh, there was going to be some sort of removal of the other eye on Ray <laughs> by by Seth Rollins. 
Um, so he was basically going to pull a, uh, a Kill Bill and just take out both of his eyes. Uh, that was not to be because that's at one point he had uh, Murphy threw in the chair, gave the chair to Rollins, uh, picked up Mysterio, and then turned around and did a flying knee into Rollins. And Mysterio wins the match and is now, <laughs> Murphy is now part of the Mysterio family. And Murphy Mysterio, gotta love it. <laughs> it's Buddy Mysterio. No, Murphy Mysterio. So you're saying Murphy was his first and last name? It was, he had one name, like Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was if it was Riddle, if it was Matt Riddle, it would be Riddle Mysterio. It Riddle be, Mysterio, It would yeah. be Matt Mysterio, got it. It all makes Although sense. Although with the question marks on his ass, it's already Riddle Mysterio. <laughs> it all makes sense. Um, we had uh, Liv Morgan. Oh, that mentioned that street. We haven't seen her in in forever. Uh, we had a fatal four way match. Before everything was said and done, though, uh, uh, Natalia uh, confronted Adam Pierce about being in the Survivor Series. She was basically begging and pleading. She said, "You're going to be in a match." Camera cuts away to Adam Pierce, and then right behind Adam Pierce is Chelsea Green. Yay. Chelsea Green finally. Uh, it, I I said to Stephanie at one point. I, last time we I, we saw Chelsea Green NXT, that was like what back in March, April. Yeah, I mean it was uh, whatever it was. It was with uh, the Robert Stone brand. Her leaving the Robert Stone brand, and then months and months and months and months went by, and then finally she shows up. Well. She showed up just to basically be put on the shelf again, <laughs> because I felt so bad. That's isn't that horrible? It is incredible that you finally get your debut. And and by the way, it was it was always also reported that um, Liv Morgan was supposed to win this match regardless of this this outcome. But Chelsea Green comes out debuts on SmackDown, first time that she's on the, on the on the the brand, comes out and breaks her wrist. Breaks her wrist. And I'm wondering, where the hell did she go? She was here. It was supposed to be a fatal four-way. The three women here, between Tamina, Liv Morgan, and Natalia, are fighting each other. Where the hell did she go? Um, yeah. To the hospital. To the hospital. And and immediately had surgery on her wrist. So she's going to be out you know, four to six weeks now. So that was that was it. Come and gone. <laughs> Done. That was it. Um, it's the best one. Chelsea Green's back. And she's and gone. And she's gone. Uh, I was... I, I think, Forgot as to why they set her up for this match in particular. Basically, even though if nothing wrong happened, she was still going to lose. But it was basically to set up for her her long stay. It was going to be some sort of uh, program with uh, either Liv Morgan or Natalia. But that's it. (laughs) She's gone for 46 weeks after a broken wrist in her debut on SmackDown. And then the main event. Uh, with McIntyre taking on Jay Uso, and I forgot to mention also when when Uso uh, interrupted the the Reigns and McIntyre uh, face off at the beginning of the night. After everything there, Reigns chewed out Uso, uh, bitched him out like you never interrupt me, you don't put matches for yourself. I'm the one that calls the shots. Um, and then when Uso was in, was introduced for this match, it comes out very tepid, very on edge. Uh, Looks very worried. <laughs> the worry on his face is very apparent. Um, that that Reigns is just now his master and Usos his bitch. That's what it comes down to. And so uh, he had this match with McIntyre and Uso. Uh, very very hard hard fought match. Uh, at the end of everything, just a Claymore kick uh, did it in, and Uso takes the loss. Um, 
and then you had uh, Reigns come out and uh, face McIntyre and basically say, "Listen, if, if you wanna you wanna have have at me, get one of these." <laughs> I like that line. He said, "You have to get one of these." And he points at his belt, and which so, means that on Monday he's gonna get one of those. I mean, and you know what? The more I think about it, the more I tend to agree. I think that uh, Drew McIntyre is gonna win this title back and set up mm-hmm. uh, a face versus heel as McMahon loves to have uh, in, in uh, Survivor Series. And it's the way it should be, let's be honest. It's the way it face should be. Face versus heel is the best way to do it. Unless yeah. you're face versus face, also not bad. Face versus, I mean, that's what you're going to have with the women, but yeah. And the tags. Uh, and the tags, correct. Yeah. That's the week that was, dude. A lot of stuff. Not bad, uh, not bad. Uh, uh, you know, headlined by Zelina and her her being let go. Um this week, there has to be, listen, you have three hours of Monday Night Raw. Set some shit up. <laughs> I, I don't care if the entire night is set up for Survivor Series. Have some people on Smack, from SmackDown on. You have to. I mean, if you're, you're talking about uh, this is your, your new bragging rights, as, as you pointed out, um, you, you got to set it up. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So you're basically having a regular match on Sunday if you do nothing tomorrow. Yeah, have them set up a you know, little invasion. You don't even have to show them. Cost them a match. You know what I mean? They come up via satellite or some bullshit. <laughs> via satellite from the same building. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, you show them up in the rafters. There you go. There you go. Just don't, you know, wire them down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too soon? Yeah. No, never too soon. Um, <laughs> last last thing I will mention is that, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it last, or if I mentioned it last week, that uh, the Thunderdome is going to cease to exist by December. Uh, because or Orlando, the Orlando Magic need their space back. They're like, all right, get the hell out. You're done. Um, so TLC probably not going to be in there. TLC probably not going to be there. Uh, yeah. So wow. they're looking at other, uh, actually outdoor venues uh, to have it. So maybe they could possibly pull AEW since AEW seems to be uh, at the forefront of all this. Um, maybe they should get in contact with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I heard they got a nice outdoor <laughs> amphitheater. <laughs> See if they could swap out, uh, swap out the backgrounds each time. Um, Dude, how funny would that be? And they just how hilarious would that be? Never happened, but how no. hilarious would that be? <laughs> that would be great. That would be funny. emanating live from Daly's Place. Daly's Place, what? What? So no, they take the they take the the Jaguar Stadium and then AEW because they <laughs> they can afford that. <laughs> they can afford that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You are absolutely right. And then wow. just have sporadic fans here and there uh, all around the arena. Um, by the way, speaking of, uh, so there was that with, uh, with WWE and, and Thunderdome, and then also AEW had uh, its its lowest turnout, this this Dynamite, lowest turnout of fans uh, in the, the new fan, air quotes, new fan era. Wow. Um, yeah, for, for the outdoor during COVID. Um, so they had their, their lowest attendance uh, this week. Damn, I don't know. Didn't that, it didn't matter? It didn't matter. We we were joking around with uh with full gear as far as them selling tickets for that. They sold out on that. There was a thousand tickets. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I mean, it's not that really hard to do, but there were a thousand tickets that were sold. A thousand tickets were bought. So that that one sold out. But for Dynamite, not so much. See, why can't WWE do that? <clears throat> I mean, they're doing they're, it, they're in, doing it for NXT, and that's indoors. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, granted, there's not a thousand people in there. No, it's not. But if you're at the Amway Center, right? Why don't you? Granted, you want the Thunderdome, but yo, that's a what, fifteen thousand? I would say twenty thousand seat arena. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's twelve to fifteen thousand. So why can't you just have you know, again, a thousand people? Right. 
have them spread out throughout the fucking place, you're going to pump in. You, we know the WWE. They're going to pump in noise anyway. So not okay. Well, first of all, you got to take some of the screens out. And I mean, this is all all moot now at this point because they're going to get kicked out. But take some of the screens out. Put uh, like pods like they have at NXT. Like just separate them with glass, and uh, they'll just have like the same kind of small crowd. Yeah. Uh, or or yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could do that like AEW does because it's not outside. But uh, does that thousand people include the wrestlers that are at ringside? I don't know. I'm not exactly hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, That's an interesting question. We'll report back next week. We'll report back next week and find that out. <laughs> Looking forward to everything Survivor Series this week. Um, again, don't screw this up, Vince. Uh, don't screw the pooch. Don't screw the pooch. And since we can't, uh, since NXT is not involved uh, this year, um, it, it really is. It's not even that hard. Like last year was, you had to, you had to intertwine all different storylines from three different brands. You have two different, you have two brands and you have done nothing. This week, it's got to happen. Monday, Friday. Set everything up. Asuka, Sasha, Street Profits, New Day, have them all in the same building. L- let's go. It- it- it's time. It's it- you're-, you're a week out. Cut-, cut the shit, Vinnie Mac. Yep. As I said. Now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Sons of Slam, please hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think as far as Survivor Series coming up. Uh, 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 tell your friends. Tell your neighbors again. Uh, thank you for all our new li- listeners. Uh, Sound, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast. I'm going to leave you with, since we just did a random search for music uh, that I'm all about. You know what? Let's go with... Uh... I haven't heard Beck in a minute. <laughs> First Beck song I heard, I was fucking seven years old. <laughs> you were a baby. Yeah. This video my is... Dad, my dad out. decided to show me Loser by Beck. Well, let me tell you, I got crazy with the cheese whiz. <laughs> uh, loser, just an amazingly weird video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I asked my dad, I was like, yo, what does this guy do? He's like, he just takes drugs and sits on a guitar. And I was like, okay. That's, <laughs> what does this guy do? Uh, Beck. Joe, until next time, sir. My name is Chris Mindell, Reaper Mr. Joe Black. Adios. Adios. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans and just clap your hands and just clap your hands. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. That was a good drum break. Pick yourself up off the side of the road with the elevator bones and you with flash tones. Members only hypnotizers move through the room like ambulance drivers. Shine your shoes with your microphone blues. Your suits with your parachute boots. Passing the Gucci from coast to coast. Let the man get real The Sons of Slam podcast.